Welcome back to Quest Exploration. This is Matt Jennings, CEO of Quest. I'm joined today by Brian Sprang, the co-host. Brian is our CIO. Brian, good afternoon. Hello, how are you? Very good. Thanks for asking. Um, so we're back to our series today. We're going to be talking about our uh, card program, card management, and uh, uh, card security. When I say card, I'm talking about the different kind of plastic cards that we issue as a credit union, how they can be used by our membership, how to obtain them, all of that stuff. So, Brian, you ready to get started? Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having us. Uh, today we're uh, joined by two special guests, and uh, we're going to introduce those people today. we got Mariah Simon, our card services coordinator. Hi, Mariah. Hey. <laughs> and we also have Paige Wallace returning. Our, uh, she's our chief financial officer, and she's back with us today. Hello. Well, Matt, I'll let you get started with uh, with your thoughts and questions about what we have to offer at Quest. Excellent. So let me first start by... Um, you know, you've heard the introduction of Paige and Mariah, but why don't the two of you just tell us a little bit about yourselves and your roles here at Quest. And Mariah, if you'd like to start, go for it. Sure. Um, I've been here at Quest since 2018. Um, started out on the front line, but now I am managing the card programs that we have here. Um, I don't know. Got several different card types that we offer. Uh, credit cards, debit cards, prepaid cards, gift cards, HSA cards. A lot of different options here. So a card for all seasons. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Paige, a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Paige Wallace. I'm the CFO. I have been employed with Quest since 2000 and uh, probably have helped manage the card program for 10 years, I would guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but it became a little much for my job. So that's where Mariah's job came in. And she's done a great job since she's taken that over. Yeah, I agree. Mariah has been a great addition and uh I'm not sure some of our newer members won't remember this, but a lot of our uh, long-term membership will. Uh, we were a Visa credit union for a long, long time, and uh, people don't realize there's a backside processor to that. Uh, and we were with several different card processors over the years and not always satisfied with the performance. You know, it, we, we noticed that there were downtimes and things like that that weren't communicated well. And we went out into the market and really searched long and hard for which card program genuinely worked best for our membership. Now you would know that we are a MasterCard uh, financial institution. Uh, WorldPay, soon to become FIS, is our uh, card management platform. No one really sees that or knows that. That's just the backside of how the transaction gets through the ATM or at the dentist office or at the grocery store or gas station, that type of thing. But that's just a little bit of backstory. And Mariah took on this role um, as card services coordinator shortly before that conversion and really saw us all the way through that with Paige's help and, of course, the staff and, and Brian doing his thing on the IT side. And it's been a great changeover for us. Our card program has grown drastically. And so I say, um, you know, Mariah ran down the lineup of cards that we offer. We can drill down into each one of those and what they are here briefly and then talk about how you can obtain a card. So, um, I'll throw this out to, to either of you to answer, but uh, so let's just talk about the most common card. And I would assume that the most common card that we offer is a debit card. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Because we offer that with our, well, we do debit cards across the board now just to make it easier with our savings accounts, checking accounts. However, with the savings account, you don't have point of sale options. But since it is a debit card from the start, when you add a checking account, it's easy to convert that over to use it for point-of-sale transactions. So that makes sense. So someone could take out uh, just a savings. Their card's going to say debit, but it really only works at ATMs. Correct. And you talk about point-of-sale 
um, point of sale would be like the gas station, the grocery store, the movie theater, where wherever you're trying to do a transaction aside from an ATM. Right. Okay, great. So then, so we have someone, Mariah, that does have just the, the basic savings account. They have the card. They could convert that to a debit card relatively easily by just opening a checking account and then tying that card to the checking account. Yeah, when they open the checking account here at any of our branch locations, um, basically whoever they're working with to open that account does a few things on the backside. There's a couple of things that we have to adjust to allow those merchant transactions where you can go to the grocery store, gas pump, any of those features, and that's updated same day. Great, great. So um, then I would assume, and I'm pretty sure this is the case, the next most commonly used is the credit card. Probably. Yeah, as far as... Number of cards issued, we probably have more credit cards than HSA cards. Oh, by far. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. So a credit card, you know, and I can speak to this a little bit. Brian can speak to this too. Um, it's a lot of the same process on the backside. The difference is, is it's a, a credit card is a form of borrowing money where a debit card is a form of just using your own money. Is that an accurate description, ladies? That seems to be the biggest Um, confusion that lies with cardholders because a lot of people think because they have a debit card they can just go spend but really your debit card is going to stop your spending when your account hits zero where a credit card you can spend up to whatever your available balance is as far as your loan amount on that card so there is a little bit of a difference credit cards too don't tend to use pin numbers where you just swipe it versus a debit card you need to enter a pin but um yeah, there's sometimes there's some confusion, like as long as I can swipe it, why can't I purchase with it? But that's why your debit card is going to stop you where the credit card won't. Very good. Good good description. And the credit card program, um, that's something where you start with a loan officer to begin that process. You can talk to someone at the front line for sure, and they will connect you with a loan officer that collects a little of your, you know, your vital information, where you work and income, that kind of stuff. Um and then we pass that off then to, uh, we, when I say we, I'm talking loan officers, pass that off to Mariah's area where they actually issue the credit card and get that card out in the mail to you or make that card. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Very good. So then that moves us mm-hmm. to the HSA card, which is a health savings account card. Now, this is not as common with us, but becoming very, very common over the last page, would you say, over the last decade or so when we started to see like high deductible health insurance plans and things like that. And and a health savings account is something that it's, uh, it is reportable to the IRS, things like that. The money that's deposited into it um, has to be tracked and reported, has to be used for health related items, doctor bills, dentist bills, you know, things like that. Pharmacy um, visits. Yep, absolutely, Brian. Very, very true. Uh, co-pays at the doctor's office, all of that stuff. And and we can really explain that further if you have interest in a health savings card. But know that our health savings cards are very affordable. A lot of places charge for the actual card or the health savings account. We do not. And instead, we actually offer you a dividend or a rate of return on your health savings account. People will roll those health savings accounts forward into the next year to help offset future expense. And again, we could go on and on about that one, um, and maybe that's a topic for another day, Brian. Uh, sure. We get someone in that knows those inside and out. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, very good. Um, so 
we know the different card programs that we offer now at the credit union. Um, how does one of our members get a card, whether it's a new card or, you know, well, we'll talk about replacing existing. Let's just start with how do they get a new card? Basically open a savings or a checking account. Um, and whatever the process is with that, I know with the checking account, they'll run a check systems on them to make sure they don't have overdrawn accounts elsewhere or unpaid collections. But um, then they can request a debit card for their savings or their savings and checking. They literally could walk out of the building with a card in hand or right now pull out of the drive through with a card in hand. Um, we offer instant issue, which was new once Mariah took over the job. Um, or if... They don't need it quite so soon. We can request it and mail it to them. So it's about a 7 to 14 day turnaround time for that. So if they're not in a hurry, they can get it that way too. But they literally could leave one of our offices with a debit card in hand and use it for a purchase as soon as they leave here. So we have instant issue is available at all of the branches. Is that what you just said? It is, yes. Okay, great. So you could go to any branch if you lost your car too, or you have fraud and you need to have it reprinted for whatever reason. Absolutely. Or if your dog decided it was going to try it as a chew toy and now it doesn't <laughs> swipe so well, it, that works too. Very right. good. Very good. So um, you you had mentioned the, um, you know, if you had fraud, let's touch on that a little bit because that's not, you know, we don't want that to happen to anyone. We try to take a lot of safeguards to ensure that that doesn't happen for people, but it happens. I mean, cards get compromised, whether that's you entered it on a website that you shouldn't have or a store uh, or a merchant was compromised and your card information was lost. Um, let's say that, uh, that a suspected fraudulent item shows up on someone's debit or credit card. What is our typical response? Meaning, how are we going to try to make contact? What are we going to do to help them rectify that? Well, actually, there's a couple different things. Um, you may have a transaction that is denied at the time you're trying to do your purchase. Um, our fraud department will either send you a text message or they'll try to call you, try to reach you in some way, depending on what information we have on file, just to verify a purchase if something's out of the normal for whatever transactions you do. So say you have a transaction out of state or a large dollar amount, they'll, they'll verify that with you and say, hey, is this you? And you can reply back to them, yes or no. And then you can do your transaction again. But until you reply back to them, your card won't work. Um, now, say you have transactions that maybe weren't caught, that maybe look like they could have been yours, but they weren't. We also have a phone number that you can call to dispute those charges. Um, it'll close your card down, which, again, we have instant issue now. So it's not a huge deal to go back to the credit union and get a card issued same day. And then they'll work through that process to get those funds back to you. That's why, though, too, it's super important to update your phone number. They're going to start sending emails now, um, and they will text you. So if, if it's a mobile number, let us know it's a mobile number, and you can receive a text usually while you're still at the place of purchase um, to verify that transaction back yes or no. And, and if it is yours, then you literally can make the transaction successfully right after that. But we need current phone numbers and email addresses for that to work successfully. So, Mariah, you happen to mention that if it was an out-of-state transaction. So let's talk about that for just a moment. And over the last year, and we're early 2021, and not a lot of travel has been happening for folks over the last 12 months during the, the pandemic, but that's going to change. And, and we already see a pattern of, of travel starting to return. Um, so I'm in Kenton, Ohio, or I'm in Bell Fountain, Ohio, or Upper Sandusky, Ohio. 
but I decide to take a family vacation and go to uh, the beach in Florida, or I want to go out west and see uh, the mountains, what should I do before I depart to make sure that I can make, I can travel like that and there's not a problem with my card being used out of state? Uh, your best course of action is to either call the credit union and let us know that you're going to be traveling. We can put travel notes on your card. That way our fraud department knows ahead of time that, hey, I'm going to be traveling. These are places I'm going to be going. So these transactions are likely going to be good transactions. Um, we also have uh, on our online banking, you can notify us that way as well if it's after business hours or uh, maybe you work the same hours that, that we're open. So that's a more convenient way for some people to, to submit their travel alerts. Okay. Uh, Follow-up question. Brian, did you have something? Well, yeah. For those people at home, I'll include the, uh, the links. You can do the travel alerts that Mariah was referring to. I believe that you can do those um, directly through the website. You don't have to uh, log into online banking. Is that correct, or is it only through online banking? I know for sure it's through online banking. I don't know if it's outside of that, though. I'll look that up. Okay. Okay. And if you have questions about the online banking, listen to just a couple podcasts yes. prior and we'll explain how that all works. But uh, so Mariah, and this is one that I think I used to know the answer, but since we converted, I don't know the answer. And so um, this is for as much for my information as anyone else's. I'm traveling and I lose my wallet or my card gets compromised. And it's a true compromise where it's not just me being out of state. Is there a way for us to help someone in that instance where they could make contact with us and, and get a card sent to them? Is that, and maybe the answer is no, but is that a, is that a possibility where we could fix that on the fly for someone if they're traveling? Well, um, first off, since you said you've lost your card and you're out of state, we do have an app that you can download it's called Movie Money, where you can turn your card off and on. Um, especially if, if we're not open business hours, it's after business hours, you can turn your card off immediately that way you don't have any transactions coming through that weren't yours. Um, as far as traveling and not having a card, um, we do have shared branching, which is an option. Um, if you're going to be out of state for a while and you're going to be in the same location, you can send us your address. Uh, we do have to verify you to make sure that it's actually you that we're sending the card to. But we could send a card out. Okay. The, the shared branching, that's a brilliant lead-in. That That's another great option that we offer. And we'll do a podcast session on that and, and really explain shared branching. But the Moby Money uh, app, that was excellent, Mariah, because uh, maybe a lot of people don't realize what it is. And I'm sure, Brian, you can probably include some information in the show notes on that. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. But let's talk about that just a little bit. So this is a uh, an app that you can download to your Android or Apple device and then um, take control of your card. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it has a lot of really cool features on there. You add your card number on there, all your card information. Um, it kind of gives you a kind of a basic balance. It may not show your actual balance, but a little bit. It shows a little bit of information of your card. Um, and you can set different parameters. You can put travel exclusions. You can put dollar limits if you want. You could limit yourself. Say, uh, across the board, our 24-hour withdrawal limit at an ATM is $500, but maybe you don't want it to be $500. Maybe you want it to be 200 you can lower those limits and adjust that within the app. And you can turn your card off and on depending on if you're traveling, if you lose, lose your card, or maybe you just don't use it and you don't want it to get compromised, so you just turn it off. 
or okay. restrictions on where you're purchasing, whether it's a city, a state, a country, a type of purchase, whether it's an online purchase in person, whether it's a gas station or a grocery store or... And sometimes it's just nice. I mean, with my Moby money, like my credit card got hacked and I, I wouldn't have known except my Moby money came through and said somebody was trying to use it in Arizona. So guess what? That's not me. Instantly turn off the card, contact the credit union on Monday. It was over a weekend, so it works quite well. It's pretty convenient and you can change it whenever you want to. So if in the middle of the night you decide you want a $300 ATM limit, you can increase it. And Yeah. Yeah, my brother-in-law walked out of a restaurant, went home, and, it, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night or whatever and he calls me slightly panicked you know hey I think I left my card at the restaurant well get on the app shut it off and that was the first thing he did sure enough the next morning called the restaurant yep sir you left it in the card portfolio and please come with photo ID to pick it up he did and was able to go right back on the app and turn that card right back on and didn't have to go through the process of okay now how do I retrieve a new card so uh, works like a top like that. Now, Mariah, I'm going to ask you this because I have a 16-year-old son that he'll be 17 here in about 10 days. Um, let's say he has a debit card. And of course, I'm on the account with him because he's a minor. And he was supposed to be home at 11 o'clock and he's not. Can I shut his card off? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should I shut his card off is the other question. But well. Would I be tempted to shut it off is the real question. It, Absolutely, you, you can add more than one card. Like, so yeah, you could add his okay. card to your Moby money. So, I guess that was the heart of the question: yeah, was right. you can have multiple. So if right. I had a Quest credit card, a Quest debit card, and my son's debit card, let's say, I could have all three of those in that same app. You both could have Moby money with his card on your app. Excellent, mm -hmm. excellent. So that is a little bit of parental control if you're trying to teach a young person some responsibility about, hey, you've got an account now and you've got a debit card and you can use this for purchases or gas money and et cetera, et cetera. But we're going to set some limitations of where you use it, what you can purchase online and you can't be buying stuff from overseas and things like that. It's not going to lock him out. He's going to have the same Control abilities that you to have. unlock it. Yeah, you well, can no, lock it. Brian, right? cut that part it. out in case he's listening. No, I'm just kidding. But Paige kind of touched on this a minute ago, saying that you know she got notified if her credit card had been compromised transaction. That's another thing I wanted to mention, though. If you have his card on there, you can see where he's even using his purchases because it does send a push notification mm. every time that card is swiped. Mm -hmm. So you can see where he's, what merchant he's at and what the dollar amount is right away. Okay, that's excellent. Excellent. So... Uh, Boy, I, you know, I know we try to keep these short. Brian, do you have questions for the ladies? Well, while they, while everybody was speaking, I, I did take a moment. And yes, we'll uh, include the uh, travel alert form that can be filled out by members uh, to alert us of any upcoming travel. Uh, that is available without logging into online banking. Uh, so is a fraud alert form that allows you to fill out basic information about potential fraud uh, then also on the website, it's scroll down quite a ways down to the very bottom of every single page on the website, and you will find all of the card services and or fraud services, phone numbers for during business hours and after hours. So if you're ever in a, in a real panic, if you're ever in a real predicament about something that's happened fraudulently, presumed fraud or anything really, you can give us a call 
uh, during business hours or after hours, and somebody should be able to help you with that to shut down your card if you're not a regular app user, if you didn't get it in, you didn't get it set up uh, before your wallet was stolen. Because in order to set up Moby Money, you do have to have the card with you. Um, so that's you know a, a fallback in case of any uh, issues. One other nice uh, modern technology kind of thing is that all of our cards are compatible with the three major digital wallets. So in, in my mind, that's Apple Pay, Google Pay, and I believe Samsung Pay. Uh, those are all uh, available to be set up. So you can set up your debit card to be used uh, for electronic payment purposes through those, through those digital wallets. Your credit card, just the same thing. Uh, the only thing that members do have to be aware of is that when you do set those up, you will have to give us a call, and it would be best to do this during business hours. Otherwise, we'll have to call you back the next day. But you do have to call us and authenticate it because the service provider, say Apple Pay, they send our team a message that says so-and-so is attempting to authenticate their debit card through this phone, and then we verify that with you. Is that all correct? Is there any other step that I left out? No. Okay. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, so if you're interested in doing that, because it is a very slick process, whether you're at McDonald's, Walgreens, Subway, I mean, all of the places accept it basically now, so you should be able to use that just about anywhere you go, and it makes paying someone or some business that much easier that you don't have to take it out of your take it out of your wallet and potentially leave it there um, and those are all tokenized so for an additional layer of security you're not really putting your debit card into your phone you're putting a form of authenticated debit card into your phone and then that authenticated debit card is being used in a tokenized system so it's a it's another layer that they've created to help uh, secure the debit card Absolutely, because when you pay with, I know for Apple Pay at least, you get like your token number, so they're actually getting your token number, not your debit card number, right. which, yeah, like you said, adds a layer of protection for So your if somebody card. steals your phone, you're really not going to have a debit card, and because of the way Apple Pay, in this case that we're talking about, the way that it works, either through the biometric or passcode that you have set up on your phone, if they don't have to... If they don't have access to that, they should not be able to use Apple Pay to purchase anything if they stole your phone. So it's not like they steal your phone, they have your debit card. Right, right. What are some other debit card no-nos as far as fraud is concerned? What do we see that, that people should be aware of? A lot of what we see is the um, try it for four ninety five, and if you don't like it, you can return it in 14 days and mm-hmm. then... Like 25 days later, the twenty nine ninety five charge hits because the fine print actually says your 14 days starts on the day that the product, that the transaction basically occurred, occurred versus mm-hmm. the first day that you received the, the product or yeah. whatever that is. So we we hear about that a lot. Yeah, just being mindful of where you're putting your card number out there it can be compromised really easy. Um, I've I've had several calls where someone literally just tried to do a purchase and then then realized that maybe it wasn't a secure website and wanted to close their card down. I just double check where you're ordering if you're using your card online. Verify that you're at a, a reputable website. 
before you're putting your card number out there and that'll help protect you as well. Those are really great points in virtual terms. What about <laughs> physical terms, uh, like actual use of a debit card at an ATM? Is it okay for me to give my PIN and my debit card to somebody to grab money out of the ATM and give it back to me, but then they take $500 more than they should have taken? Officially, no. If you give out your PIN number, you are liable for all whatever they take that's, that's a good point yeah. that's between you and them at that point so. once, once you've given authorization that's there's no way to prove or disprove they know that pin number they've been given authorization to do that whether you gave them permission to or not so be be mindful of who you're who you're your sharing your info yes. with okay yeah. very good anything else you ladies can think of before we wrap up i don't know quite a bit we did. I think we did too and it, and it was rapid but you know again these are supposed to be you know very informational uh, for the member also maybe some after hours uh, sort of a help desk or a library of things Mariah I see you pointing to a note it's okay if they if you've got something you want to touch on let's talk about it well I was just thinking you know if you're not comfortable using your debit card for travel and things like that we also do offer prepaid cards that may be a little mm -hmm. bit more secure that's not tied to your accounts here and um, those you load a specific amount of money on there and you use that and you can either reload it or be done with it. Right. And those are excellent too for kids going on, let's say a Washington DC trip or a band trip to Disney or something like that where, you know, you, you want to send them obvious, obviously with a little bit of cash, but it's maybe a little more secure for them to have a prepaid card. They can get one of those at any of our locations? Correct. Yep. Um, Okay. Um, the ones we do have at our branch locations are not personalized, so they won't have a name on them. But if you do want to have your name printed on there, we can order them for you at any of our branch locations. How much lead time on an ordered card? Just um, And I know mail's slow right now, but... I would the Same as if we were to order one of your debit cards or credit cards, about 10 to 14 days, roughly. Okay. okay. One other thing, and I guess this is just, I've received these calls multiple times over the years. And, and you know, sometimes they're legit and sometimes they're not. But when our fraud services um, department calls you, um, especially if after hours call that they get, uh, that you receive, they're not going to start asking you for your social security number and your home address and your date of birth. Is that correct? No, they should only be asking you if this purchase is a yes or no. Um, if they're asking any other information or you ever feel uncomfortable, even if it is our fraud department, just hang up. You can always call us the, the next right. day if or during business hours and we can take care of it for you. But, but just be aware... We don't ask that kind of information when we call you. Um, well, we won't ask you for your PIN. We can't see your PINs anyway, but we will not ask you for your PIN number. Yeah, definitely hang up if you're even the least bit suspicious because we'll be glad to talk to you here versus you giving out your information and having to try to clean that up later. Right, right. We always just like to touch on those, you know, personal identification security, so to speak of, so that... Uh, so the folks understand we have that information. We've talked about this in a couple other segments that uh, we have that. We're not going to ask you for that other than maybe some form of verification, mother's maiden name, that type of thing. Um, so just be cautious if you get a call, <clears throat> you have one of our cards and you do get a call uh, and they, you know, they're just questioning a simple transaction, that's good to go. If they're asking for your social and address and that's not us, hang up, walk away. So uh, I think that's about it. I don't know where we're at on time, Brian, but hopefully right we're good. Right on. Ladies, thank you so much. Mariah Simon, Card Service Coordinator in Bell Fountain. 
Paige Wallace, Chief Finance Officer. She's in our Data and Lending Center here in Kenton, Ohio. Brian, Chief Information Officer. He's also located here. You can reach any of us by phone or email just about any time. Uh, don't hesitate to call our front lines with questions. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you very much. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you.